You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Everybody, yeah, yeah, baby, are you ready? Whoa, whoa. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Tucked podcast presented by FeaturedX.com and Sound Talent Media. I am your host, Tuck. It is me. How was your weekend? Mine was pretty relaxing and nice. We got a ton of snow coming down today in New York City, and it looks really purdy. Um, I just hope you know you're purdy. Did you know that? I just thought I'd tell you. All right, Mother Tuckers, today we have my friend Adam Ramey, vocalist of the band Dropout Kings, on the show. They are arguably the most crunk core band out. If you like to party, if you like positive songs and want to rage... This might be the band for you. Uh, Behind this party atmosphere, Adam actually works his ass off marketing his band and working with others as well all the fucking time. Like myself, with essentially losing our jobs this year, Adam decided to take a chance and reinvent himself slightly and has been involving himself with more and more marketing work. Adam is one of those guys I've been very pleased to connect with, and uh, I appreciate his hustle a lot. I think he's a great guy, and he's really great for young bands to work with. Um, one of the best and most important steps in getting your music out there and succeeding is having a proper marketing plan. So I think there's a lot of you out there that could connect with him and find some way to work together. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a fun one. Here we go. My episode with Adam Ramey of Dropout Kings. Turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. Turn around, bright eyes. Fucking every now and then I fall apart. I don't know why, but I just have had that song in my head. And, you know, when I was, you know, just sitting here before, before we started, I was like, that would be a nice way to start because I'm always just being like, hi, everybody. Welcome to the fucking thing. Here's the guy. It's on the show. But hi, Adam. This is Adam Ramey. Hey, guys. He's a singer. Did I say that right, your last name? Yeah, you did. Okay, cool. That's important. You know, I want to, because yeah. I'm, I'm here to learn, too. And if I yeah, say people's right. names wrong, unless it's, like, difficult, because then, you know, I don't really like a challenge. But thanks for <laughs> joining me today, bud. Um, of course. Thanks for everyone for listening. Me. Adam is the singer of Dropout Kings, your favorite trap band, the most trappiest core band out. Honestly, I'd oh, like you want, to say so. 
<laughs> I was thinking of the alternative way that I could have introed us, which is like my Franz impression, because I feel. Oh like my god! I want to hear it now. Yo, what the fuck is up? <laughs> Yo, all these girls are trying to fucking suck my dick. Give me another, give me another, give me another, give me another. Um. Yo, and, that was on point. Yo, fucking stay sick records. <laughs> now modern empire. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you guys are on modern empire. Uh, used to be. Records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We used to be. We're off that deal now. Okay, cool. What was the napalm thing that was before? Uh, that? yeah, yeah. So like, it was crazy. Like before we even like fucking played a show. Like we had a few songs in the bank and like. We were just shopping out, like, we had been in band for less than six months, and then our manager just hit, you know, hit his people up, and, like, then this guy, Dimitri, who, like, apparently never really gave him the time of day, like, contacted him back and was like, yo, like, I want to fucking sign these guys, like, now, and, uh, you know, people say shit like that sometimes, and I kind of took it with a grain of salt. I'm like, well, you know, I'll believe it when I see a piece of paper on the table. And then, like, literally two weeks later, we had that napalm deal and kind of played that thing out. And, yeah, it was it was an interesting move for their label to sign us because we're definitely not like a lot of the other shit that's what on there. What kind of stuff but is usually on napalm? It sounds like it like, would be, like, European <laughs> metal shit. It, it, it literally exactly that. You know, it's yeah. – uh, I mean, the, one of the bands they have that's really killing right now is Ginger – and then yeah. you know they have like That's fucking it. they had yeah they had cold chamber on there and like double driver they have the him on there limp biscuits actually signed to them oh. um yeah and then they have like tetrarch uh tetrarch but then they have sick. yeah tetrarch is hella sick and then uh they have a bunch of like pirate metal bands and shit like I, that's the only way i could really describe Dude, i'm it. all about pirate metal because yeah pirate metal because i love booty <laughs> got him yo i like ass though i like a big fat ass though i like a Don't. big big fat fucking booty in my face though yeah that you really sounding like franz now bro yeah i just i'm <laughs> you know i'm not comfortable enough with myself to like do uh only fans and stuff like that which i, I have that. i think is legit i i make fun of everything i don't just make fun of that so i um <laughs> it's one of those things that i of course it's easy to make jokes about but if you're uh you know as a yeah. fucking adam, was it adam 22 would say yeah adam make, 22 if you're making a bag off of it then fuck it like yeah go ahead 100 I mean, bro plus i think life would be different you know, it's. I'm sure it's different from the perspective of one of those people that maybe you know some people would want to see you in that point of view. Or I don't really think when I'm looking at my persona as this uh, meatball flavor flave of <laughs> drinking monster energy douchiness on stage, I don't really see myself as people being like. Yeah, I wonder what his dick looks like. I hey, think you never know. Like, you know, you never know. You <laughs> never really know. But you know, it's it's kept me grounded. You know. Yeah, just yeah. Here it's kept you humble. You know, hustling as they would say. You know. Yeah. And trucking, but um, yeah, just the Franz thing. I'm sure gets brought up just at, not only as a joke, but around you guys often, just because one Stacy mm -hmm. two, your band is one of the only trap metal bands i guess yeah you know yeah but it's not that far off from this whole like screaming hip-hop 
thing nah. that's going on right now. I don't yeah. even know. I've like fan from punk rock NBA. He's more of an expert on that kind of shit. I don't really know what's going yeah. on. I just know like, kid trunks and like shit like that. Yeah, I would consider that trap metal too. There's, I feel like there's two lanes like mainly like it's the band lane where you're more on like the metalcore side or you're like the rappers that like incorporated those metalcore elements and then it leaves you with like you know people like yeah the kid trunks guy and fucking you know like shit like that kid bookie and you know all that shit yeah, it's pretty intense. But, I mean, I never really thought, like, I guess it's really the same thing because you're just screaming rhymes. Mm-hmm. And that's all metal and metalcore. Yeah, is. and it's all percussive um, and shit. But it's really cool. And I, you know, I don't think people, they may not necessarily realize how that's going to bring together two totally different subgenres of music right. that we necessarily usually enjoy this kind of stuff. And that's what leads to your band because right. your band is more so like an intentional merging of the two right Um, and i it's it's intense it's catchy as fuck um thanks bro i like your delivery young man thank you sir i i enjoy i try really hard on that (laughs) i try hard on it (laughs) yeah it's it's just it's got to be an interesting thing to come and uh you know i guess just formulate as a band but you know so i'm looking from the perspective of me where it's natural the kind of stuff i play because i was like a scene emo kid and then i just like this kind of shit so were you more into hip-hop first or more into metal or were you into new metal or like what where does this come from dude honestly it was like a combination of everything like as a kid i was really grab i really gravitated towards hip-hop but i also like metal was like the first thing i was like obsessed with like i didn't like superheroes or like none of that shit i just like listening to music and i liked you know lincoln parks is my down and like a bunch of new metal shit limp biscuit you know and then it was cool because like i really liked hip-hop still and then you know i kind of grew up with that and then you know when i met eddie uh who's like the rapper of my band you know like it was kind of on the tail end of another band and then I met him. I wanted to do like a Lincoln Park cover, and I like found him in this like AZ Underdog Cipher video. I'm like, dude, this guy's good. Like, I want him to rap Mike Shinoda's parts on this cover. And then we did it, and it like did really well. And then I was like, dude, let's like make a band out of this. And then, yeah, pretty much just fucking happened just like that. And he came from like a world that was just <laughs> hip hop. Like, he didn't know much about metal at all. Like, none of the like scene bands. Like, I had to like fucking give him a lesson on like 2006 to like now you know of like what the metalcore scene was and like how it you know shaped and stuff but yeah it's kind of nice not having a lot of knowledge about that though because maybe that's why your band feels more original um where instrumentally you can hear the influence from things that are going on today but when um what is did you say eric's his name um, Eddie. Eddie. Um, yeah, I. it doesn't seem uh, influenced by anything that is relative to, like, new metal or metalcore. It feels more influenced by, like, the slightly off-tempo, like, hip-hop stuff. It kind of reminds me of um, fucking... I'm having a brain fart at the moment. <laughs> I see his face. 
but I can't say his name. That's really difficult. And you know you can't Denzel even Curry? describe it. No, it's not Denzel Curry, but that's actually very accurate too. We'll move on because it'll come to me at some point. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, God damn it! No, we can't. Everyone out there who's listening to this, fucking help me. <laughs> this is why you don't smoke pot, guys, because then when it comes time. I kind of want to take a dab right now, dude. You should, should do whatever you want. That's All what right, you can bro. do on the show. Yeah. You can, All yeah, right, this man. Is, this is you know fun time. Um, Fuck the FCC, bro. I'm just playing. <laughs> Man, this is really going to bother me, though. Um, I, and I feel like usually I just move on, but I can't. Oh, it's well, okay. It's <laughs> tough. Life is really hard. And sometimes, you know, you just have to be able to get through it. <coughs> the reality is there's too many. Ar- 21 Savage. Jesus Christ. Oh, 21 Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fuck. For everyone out there, I just Googled popular rappers and then just was <laughs> everyone. So there you go. That's how I figured it out. But yeah, don't smoke as much pot as I do, I guess, and you'll be able to come up with answers like that far more quickly than I just did. Okay, going back to your fucking band. So you guys meet, you end up working on this cover together, and you're like, oh, this was actually sick. I enjoyed being with this person. Now let's make a fucking band. How'd you find the rest of them? Bro, they're in this. Uh, pretty much everybody in this band was in another band called the Bad Chapter that I used to be in, and I had like Phil Drewyor from. He was in Attack Attack for a little bit, and he was in like I Am Abomination yeah, for a yeah, long yeah. time. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I was in that band with pretty much everyone. What'd you do? I was the vo- I was a vocalist too. I was like the screamer guy. Okay, you were screamo. Yeah, singo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Phil's and then. A good Oh yeah, he's the best, bro. He's so good. It's crazy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he's a funny one. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I don't know him personally. I think I met him once or twice, but I I recorded a record with Nick from I'm. Yeah. Uh huh. And he's great. I love Nick. Super nice. Yeah, guy. Nick's the best. Yeah, we work with him a lot, pretty much on everything. Yeah. Oh no shit. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's who did our first record, and he makes a master the second one. But you're you're from do you guys just go out to Detroit and do it with him? Yeah, like a couple of our guys live in Detroit actually. Okay. Now, yeah. One of them's always lived there, Rob Sebastian. He's like always lived out there and then stage like moved out there cuz he like works with Nick. That's cool. That's got to be fun working with Nick oh, and totally. trying to figure out how to record around all the stupid shreddy stuff. Like yeah, track, like tracking a Polyphia record sounds fucking Fuck, awful dude. to me. It sounds it, terrible, bro. And <laughs> that band's so insanely work. amazing, but yeah, it sounds, uh, uh, it sounds awful. I don't want to fucking do it, but good, <laughs> good job, Nick. You know, congrats. But yeah, you need someone who's like, a super genius riff lord to be able yeah, to handle that. And 100%. Nick is that. The fucking yeah. guitar he built. You seen the guitar he built? Yeah, you know? fuck yeah. That shit's stupid. He's like, oh, I'm going to change everything about it. Hold on. Fuck, it takes it all apart like it's Legos and it's still the baddest guitar ever. Facts. It's like a tree trunk, that fucking thing is, bro. It's a heavy boy. Yeah, well, it's really not that big of a deal. You know, I just like wrote it off and then I printed out the scene swing and then I got it cut out. Fucking smart piece of shit. Hi, Nick. Yeah, he's crazy smart. Yeah. His dad's like a fucking mechanical engineer. Yeah, I think that's why he, you know, maybe yeah. you know, with all the CAD printing and stuff that goes into yeah. the guitar and shit. But 
whatever. Yeah, Fuck that guy. Crazy. We're not going to talk about him except for when yeah. we talk about Fuck making good records. <laughs> we'll get there. So fuck you for like a short period of time, Nick. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Never trust dude. anyone whose name is Nick. What are some, <laughs> some names of people that you can't really trust? Um, like generally, uh, I would say like most, except for I won't. I don't want to call out Vincent from Wake at Last because I like you. But generally, if I meet someone named Vincent, I think they're sketchy. <laughs> I could kind of see that actually. Uh, I'm trying. What's another this, good one? Fucking. I would just say Kyle just because it's a Kyle, but like I know too many cool Kyles at the same time. Yeah, Kyles are a different type of person. <laughs> they're not, you know, I can trust a Kyle. It's just I know That's they're gonna true. be a little goofy. All he's gonna do is, yeah. you know, you might have to have some drywall patch next to you, but yeah, yeah, you know, he's a couple a cans of monster. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> All right. I'm also, yeah, yeah, I'm going to think on this. I'll come I don't know, Justin later. sometimes seems sketch. There's some Justins out there that are fucking sketch. You know? I've got out, one bro. Justin I like a lot. <laughs> Justin Leach. He books shows in Connecticut. He's the best. I feel like I've heard that name before. He's like seven, he's actually seven feet tall. So if you've played Connecticut, oh, giant person. Then, like you know, New Haven, Connecticut? Yeah, uh, uh, like Webster. and. Oh, yeah, Webster. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he also books at the Palladium in Massachusetts. Okay. So you've probably at least worked with him, but if you haven't seen him, you would. I know we played. We played somewhere in New Haven, Connecticut once. I know that. That's cool. Maybe the space. Um, I'm not sure. It was a crazy ass venue. They had like all kinds of. This was actually in the bad chapter when we played there, but I know there was like a bunch of underneath it. There was a ton of green rooms i remember that about it it was like an insane amount like 11 or some shit it was a lot oh probably maybe webster probably that's webster. kind There's of what i was thinking it sounds there, familiar bro yeah. <clears throat> but anyway what a fun little spot good times but yeah so you guys made the band you guys you you found these other dudes from the past project the bad bad chapter which i i definitely heard at the time um because I always enjoyed Phil's voice, and I did listen right. to I'm Abomination. I saw them open one tour. It was an Our Last Night tour. It was like Our Last oh, Night, that's The sick. Bled, and them. It was pretty cool. Damn, that's hard. Um, that must. That's like one of the probably the only tours they did, really. Like, I know they didn't tour that much. Yeah, I don't believe they did many, um, but I did get to see them, which was very cool. Because I think that their band existed at the time when they signed to Ferret and Ferret yeah. and Dissolved mm-hmm. as a label. Yes, sir. So yeah. that's always a... a tricky situation that is a tricky situation Um, would not want to do it myself (laughs) now hold on we got to talk about something you said the word ain't in in one of your songs there i ain't depressed yeah it's a it's an album there (laughs) now here's the thing that ain't a word man dude it's in the dictionary now is it yeah. Oh, I just remember when you're a kid, people saying ain't, ain't. Yeah. Right. Bro, they also told us we need fucking cursive, you know? Like, yeah, now nobody's learning that uh, shit. Fuck no. I don't think I could do it if I had to. I could do some yeah. words. I could get through some of it, but... The, uh, Shakespeare um, made up a bunch of words. <laughs> yeah, I think that like, our, mm-hmm. I, I like people making up words. That's what makes Me popular too. culture fun. Uh-huh. Exactly. You got to keep up with all the new slang and shit. Yeah, you have to whip out what's the um, 
like Urban, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. Yeah. Like, what's everyone saying? What is bet? Yeah. I don't what understand. Is skeet? <laughs> <laughs> skeet? It's 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 sperm. Um, sperm. That's disgusting. You can't talk about come on the talk show. Yes, you can. You can do whatever you want. You can do anything you want in life. Just don't be a fucking bitch. <laughs> Why is that so perfect? Ah! Why is that so perfect? I can do whatever I want because I am Franz. Dude, but, pretty much. <laughs> all right, let's talk about your bit. No, I'm not rich. Um, but that would be Same. cool. And, you know, if one of these days he does hear my... Uh, my impressions of him, Franz. He'll laugh. Respect. Bro. I hope you laugh. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy. No. It. Yeah, because I don't. I don't mean to be a total dick. I'd say that my. I. I like to participate in an equal opportunity hatership. I like to hate <laughs> on everybody. I think it's funny. I think that's what makes comedy funny. I don't want super like fucking square comedy. I, you know, because I like when people can dish it back at me too. Yeah. And if you can't, that's because you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> So, all right. What was the uh, first release good. with the band? Did you guys just uh, start with singles out of the gate? We did. We did start with singles out of the gate. We had the first song we ever put out was called Street Sharks because I oh, love that's that awesome. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so then we put, yeah, we put that out. And then we had another song after that we dropped called 20 Heads, which is just about, you know, playing a show to 20 motherfuckers, you know, and just that's tour funny. life shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, and. Just, you know, how it is when you first start out and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, so we put those two out. And then we got signed to Napalm. And then we uh, did an album with Nick. It was called Audio Dope. And then we put out this song called Nevermind. And then a song called Scratch and Claw out under Napalm. And then we dropped the album. So we had a few singles out. And we did a full length. Um, It's very interesting that you only released one album with them. Did you sign a one-record deal? Uh, it was a one opt for, so like it okay. was a one album deal with an option for four more, but like it just wasn't really aligning with like it, it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't the place they didn't it. understand, yeah, you know, like. But I love Sean and Thomas, the presidents of the label. They're like cool as fuck, and they're like the nicest guys ever. They're like talking about wanting to get us again, but I don't know, yeah, one of those things, but uh, yeah, just. Yeah, you know, so we went, did that album with them, and then yeah. after that, it was Stay Sick. Yeah, and your band has the opportunity, I think, to achieve a more mainstream success than maybe your average it's band. kind of what we're trying to scene. do. You know, it's Appreciate just, that. you can't, you're right, you can't force it. It's just it happens nah. or it doesn't. And it's, yeah. You know, there's a certain amount of stuff that you can, you know, you can buy mm-hmm. radio presence and you can do things like yeah. that. But you're behind the scenes really fixated on doing your best to be able to grow that naturally on your own, which yeah, I also you know, want to touch on yeah, as well. Um, my fucking baby. Yeah, you're a smart motherfucker. Um, yeah, which has you, been, bro. you know, for everyone listening, that's kind of how we ended up, you know, talking before this. Where Adam, yes, he's on Featured X, which is fantastic, but Adam's quite the marketing whiz as well. So um, just to, you know, continue on the music for a second before we really get to that yeah. shit, um, which I'm sure tied into all the, you know, the whole way as to why the band is doing well. But you get done with Napalm. And then how do you find yourself with Stay Sick and, you know, Franz and Milford and shit? Dude, it was literally the most random shit. Like, one day, 
So we got off Napalm. I was like, I was happy and bummed at the same time because we got off pretty clean for, you know, most situations like that. And it was a big deal for a band that was our size. You know, like it doesn't really happen often for like, yeah. it was a very generous deal. And so, you know, like just seeing what else is out there. And I was upset that, you know, it didn't go the way we had planned. But that's just labels. You know, you're never going to it's like buying a car. Like, you might be satisfied with your car, but you're getting fucked in your butthole a little bit somehow, yeah. you know? And that's just the nature of the beast. They got to have protections, too. So, anyways, we're just, like, I'm just chilling, and then one day on Instagram, and then Franz, like, was getting roasted on the internet about, like, because he commented on, like, random, like, celebrity shit, and, like, people were like, oh, you're a cloud chaser, blah, blah. So then he posts on his story and he's like look bro if maybe if you reach out to people and shit like you'd be a millionaire too and like blah blah and i'm like for some reason it really stuck with me and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna shoot my shot and i just hit him up bro and i was like yo you know like just wanted to fucking introduce myself like i'm in this band and blah blah and he's like oh dude i heard of you guys like i fuck with you guys like let's fucking blah blah, blah. so we're just like you know talking a bit Anyways, like a month later, he has a tour coming through and I'm like, yo, let's chill, you know, just fucking hang out. You know, we don't have to talk about business or nothing, but, you know, let's just fucking kick it. And he's like, yeah, for sure. So get guest listed, fucking hang out on his bus with him. We do a bunch of blow and just chill and just fucking talk. And, you know, then, you know, a couple of weeks later, there's a fucking deal on the table, you know. So we made that happen and did one album. Uh, it was like an EP so one EP deal with Stasig, just see how it went. And then, you know, after that, we're just looking at other things, you know, like staying independence is pretty enticing, but, you know, we got some investors trying to do stuff. And then, you know, I, then there's labels too, you know, so it's just kind of, yeah, that's how I found it. Out there there's right this, now. man, there really yeah. is, man. Oh, absolutely. There's not just one, uh, one trail that you have to go on these. Days. Yeah. But that's really totally. interesting. I think doing a one EP option just to give it a shot is cool. And then also, you know, yeah. that label in and of itself has been going through a lot of changes throughout it the year. It has been. So, it has been. You know, I think if it was one of those things where, you know, I think your band could definitely gain off of the fan base of some, you know, people that are involved with Attila or Franz. Um, but, in the long term, you don't want that to necessarily be the ceiling. So I see being able to move Yeah. Interesting exactly. that you already worked with a label like Napalm because that is a far more mainstream option. But yeah. a lot of bands don't come out with radio singles on their first record. Like, not everybody is Linkin Park. Like, in yeah. that kind of shit. Even look at something like Bring Me the Horizon. How many did it take them to get to radio singles? Fucking seven? Yeah. Like, yeah, so, exactly. And, and that's no shade at them because I fucking love no, that band. No, I love like them too. Else, but yeah. it's just a fact. Because that's what yeah. makes you to operate they, a business. It's facts. That's what it is. Stop bro. worrying you know, about they, your fucking opinion. And, exactly. And that's kind of helps to... Yeah, and, and that helps to lead into marketing and stuff like that, which is something that you um, are really doing often and, and super interested in and doing quite well with. Um, and that's something Thank that you. operates off of facts. It's not, you know, we need <laughs> yeah. to go after certain demographics and targets and then be able to see, okay, are they actually engaging with this? Why and why not? Mm -hmm. What can I do to make it better? So at what point did you find yourself starting to be more interested in working and behind the scenes with marketing PR kind of shit? 
Yeah, like, it all really started, like, I'd always been in the gym industry, like, aside from music, I just always worked at a gym or ran a gym, and so, like, I just kind of got, when I started doing management stuff, I started really getting interested in, like, ads and, like, also, like, marketing personal trainers, too, because they were, like, basically, they're independently contracted, so it was almost like having 30 different businesses inside of that business, so, like, it was a good way for me to just like help people out, also make a little bit of side change. And like, it was cool. And like, uh, I had always kind of had an interest in like, just, you know, trying to, I just always was interested in like doing marketing, I guess. And like, even with the band, like dropout Kings, you know, like I did everything I could to like learn what I did wrong and other bands, what I did right. And try to execute what I knew worked, you know, and it, and luckily it worked out, you know, like the timing was proper and everything. I saw the wave coming and I jumped on it, you know, and like, I feel like that's half the battle with a lot of debuts and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, so yeah, I the did biggest that problem with most people trying to do anything that's new or start something new in their life or start a business is just doing it. They talk, talk, talk. Yeah, no, nah, that's commander. big facts. That's one of yeah. the best things about my business partner, Jeff, who, you know, yeah, oh, he he's fucking an despises pandering. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing. A, I love it. Yeah, Jeff is a guy that I, I, I call these people like manifestors. Like there's a lot of people that like, you know, well, t like you said, they'll talk about stuff and they'll want to do it and they'll want to do it. But then there's those guys that talk about it and actually manifest it. And those types of people, uh, they're few and far between, man. Yes. Like it takes it takes a very different type of mindset to yeah. do that kind of stuff. You know, a lot of people have really, really large appetites, but they come to find yeah that their stomachs are really tiny yeah really right swallow too much and then you meet exactly these people who achieve really cool and wild shit and you're like oh yeah wow. right. and that's the you know, one thing i've learned with him is just you gotta just fucking put your seatbelt on and put your yeah strap in but yeah go for fucking, it bro. you're gonna fall yeah. off otherwise man and, and that's what's dude. helped me you know as just an individual throughout the years because i mean we've been friends for 15 years everybody probably just heard the episode that had jeff on it recently so i won't get into it too much but he's super into marketing so you guys became friendly to each other in a can there's been like a couple people like you and Puckett and jeff and all these people who have yeah. come to find it's amazing Puckett's unreal <coughs> his job. yeah it's um, crazy and there's these people that have just uh you know found out that they're really necessary right now because one of the things that we talk about a lot on this show is Music is important and content is important and having a mm -hmm. good image and a brand is all important. But when you take that brand, that image, that music, that content, if you do not target it and you do not put it in front of the right people and you don't learn and you don't mm -hmm. spend your advertising money properly, it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah. You're not it's going to have not. the same success that you could have given mm -hmm. you work with the right people um so did you just yeah. start doing it for yourself after you were doing it for these trainers and doing it for the gym at this point had you started the band and you started doing it for yourself yeah pretty much like i kind of got my feet wet with a lot of that stuff and i learned how facebook operates and you know how ad buying works essentially and 
you know, I kind of applied a similar concept with the band, but I did a lot of like target, you know, or like demographic targeting research, a lot of market research, you know, I was familiar with the market already. So, you know, I just incorporated all that stuff and it just started working with Dropout Kings, you know, like, and I always try to be really interactive with the fans. I try to execute a lot of those things. And, you know, I carried that until, you know, these album cycles, like I still worked at a gym, like while we were touring and stuff, like they were all cool enough to like hold my spot for me and shit. And like, I would dip out for a couple months, come back and just pick back up like I never left. So like, it was That's cool, really you know, awesome. and then, yeah, it was dope. And then I was like in position, I wanted to buy a gym and then COVID happened and then the whole gym industry kind of collapsed. And then I really started, like, I made it, I made this into like a business and I started, you know, like really just going hard. And I mean, like I quadrupled my income, like the first month that I started doing it. I'm like, okay, like no one in the world wants to pay me this much working at nine to five, you know? So I'm like, there's something to this. I need to like foster this build it scale it you know like everything and like i had my girlfriend quit her job like she does all my bookkeeping and like all that kind of stuff so like it just it's working thank god you know it's just it's it's really funny because a guy i used to work for at the gym that started to tank after covid like he was like dude the obstacle becomes the path and like in a sense like covid was the obstacle but it also became the path to do what I've always wanted to do, you yeah. know, and I wouldn't trade it for the world, you know? So I, no, it it's sucks awesome hearing to be that. able to think on your feet and be able to push yourself into new avenues and do something different. Right. You know, and it was scary <laughs> as fuck, but like I needed it. Like sometimes you got to make it your bread and butter for it to jive and like, you're going to try harder. You're going to, you know go that extra mile and sometimes that's all you really need you know like you have to it all starts with a leap of faith to some degree though i think the gym business is gonna boom after this shit though i think so too yeah for me personally when during Mm -hmm. that first six months of the lockdown the number one yeah. thing that I missed and needed. Fuck Other everyone. than, like, work. Obviously, yeah. if life was of normal, course. I would just be at work. Yeah, yeah. On tour is my favorite thing yeah. on the whole fucking planet. But Same. the one thing, if I'm, like, if I yeah. have to be home, I need the yeah, gym. Because I can't be motivated at home. It's really hard no. for me. Like, I'll sit here it and I'll work too. and shit. But when it comes to being physical, like, I just can't get myself to sweat like that. or And, and I don't have 200-plus fucking pounds of raw iron in my house and my apartment. Yeah. To get have fun with so yeah you know fuck that shit but um that's really cool that you found a likeness where you were able to uh you know switch your your attention into something and utilize it all for yourself where now essentially if your band did go independent you could do quite well off your streaming i mean your band has solid numbers and i think that you know as you continue to roll out singles you'll probably find it quite advantageous for yourself right you know and that's kind of the thing but then at the same time it's like i'm always i just i still feel like we need one more album cycle under like some like some kind of a label or something and then i feel like i'd be way more comfortable like trying to go more independent like i just feel like we need that level of infrastructure and that's just how my band operates man like I, like it's one of those things where sometimes you get imposter syndrome on yourself when you're marketing your own shit you're like well maybe there's someone out there you know that sees this in a different way because i mean i feel like this happens to a lot of marketers 
that are marketing like maybe their own band or something it's like sometimes you get caught in like marketing your band and not really thinking about like for instance like i like i'll know like hey i want to drive you know resources to like facebook instagram spotify like but then i'll do what i call like getting end user responses from the fans and i'll be like hey like how'd you guys find us Bro, you know, sometimes you, you're surprised to, like, see some of the things they say. And it's just, like, I would have never known that if I didn't ask the end user, you know, like, how do you find us? What's unique about us? Like, I take that input and I bring it to the forefront, you know? And I feel like that's one thing that helps a lot, too. You Absolutely. know, just, like, trying to get that shit and, you know, it, it's... Well, that's it's one of the things, weird. too, me and Ryan, um, so the episode that's going to come out before this one does is me and Kirby round two. Um, and one thing that Ryan and I talk about in regards to our own band, Fit for the Kings, um, we <laughs> try <laughs> yeah, we, we try to listen to our fans. And I know that a lot of bands say that, but they, yeah. you know... We really do, and they'll be like, "Well, if you do that, why would you make the songs the way you did on <laughs> yeah. the last track?" I'm on the well, in letter. regards to that, we did what we fucking wanted, Dude, and we also yeah. see, like, you know, everyone's like, "You know what? It's a good record, but we're missing some heavy." And we listen to it, and then we're like, it's, "You know what? Maybe all right. Maybe yeah. we'll give you a little more heavy." Next yeah, time. it's not like the that. fucking like, end of the world, yeah. though. It's not like you're never gonna make a heavy song again in your life. Like you're older. You're getting. We're all getting older now. We're you just know, your taste change. Nickelback covers. It is time for the mid robash. Do you want to work with your favorite artist, maybe a vocalist, for a sick feature like Kellen Quinn of Sleeping With Sirens or Shane Told from Silverstein? Need some extra shred on that song you're writing? Maybe Nick Nocturnal from Termina or Dan Sugarman from Ice Nine Kills or Dan Galley from Fit For The Kings? They should be sweeping all over it. I know they should be. Maybe you're looking for live or MIDI drums to complete that record that you've been working on. Maybe someone like Tanner Wayne from In Flames or Austin Archie from Lauren Ashore need to be putting their finishing touches on your song. You can go to FeaturedX.com and share your music with some of the best in the scene. It takes just a few minutes, and you may get to collaborate with your favorite artist. Go now to FeaturedX.com and create the ultimate song. Do it now! This week, we've got some solid mosh provided by Dispositions from Fort Worth, motherfucking Texas. My man Ethan, who also recently just joined Featured X, sent the song Sacrilege over to me, and I thought it was pretty fucking sick. Just so you know, you can send your songs to me at gettuckthepodcast at gmail.com. I always try to listen to them. I've still got a bunch I gotta listen to, but sometimes you get lucky and you hear something really quick. You're like, oh, this is really good. I'm just gonna play this. And that's what happened today. I opened my email, I listened to one song, and then I picked it. Why? Because I can. No, more so because it also reminded me of my band. Uh, (laughs) And I think that this band was sick. I think that they sound really, really good. The song's really well put together. The Screamer did remind me of Kirby. Maybe it's the Texas thing. Maybe it's because just us, these guys, and Impending Doom all have too much in common. I don't really know. But I thought the song was really good, and uh, you know, it was a little piece, a uh, little piece of home, a little piece of humble pie right there. I like that. Um, the breakdown also is really, really mean at the end of the song. So I think you're all going to enjoy it. I think it's a great song, Ethan Massey. Thank you very much for sending it to me. I hope you all enjoy Dispositions. Here's the song, Sacrilege. Yeah. 
Yeah, fuck. Man, Look at this photograph. <laughs> Dude, I saw like it was a behind the scenes shot of like him holding that picture, and it was like, look at this photograph of this guy holding up a photograph, singing about holding up a photograph. I was like, fuck. <laughs> You know, one of the things I was, uh, that's so funny, dude. And one of the things I was <laughs> thinking about, too, is, so, you know, Mod Son came out with that song with Avril Lavigne? Or yeah. I don't know if it's that out. But so, like, she was with Chad Kroger, right? And then, like, if, like, Mod Son and Avril Lavigne, and she was, yeah. So, like, Avril Lavigne, Mod Son, Sum 41, and Nickelback need to come together and make a band because you've got two guitar player singers. You could put one of them on bass and then you got mod son can play drums and then they can just be one big fucking happy family. And this is, I have no idea if her and and mod son are like in a relationship or something. That would just be me speculating, which would be a fun rumor to start. Let's start that fucking rumor. Yeah, Ah! bro. You heard it here first. They're doing (laughs) sex. They're doing sex. Everybody. (laughs) Ah! Unprotected. They're not even using condoms. <laughs> but, you know, condoms are fit for a king. You can get, you know, those, that <laughs> Dude, ad. that fit Trojan for a king condoms, that, bro? There's a Trojan ad that just says fit for a king. Oh, It's awesome. Damn. Makes me super happy. One of the best ads we've never paid for. Um, <laughs> but Avril, if you hear this, because I know you're a big fan of fit for the kings. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I care about you and, like, I... You know, I wouldn't say mean things about you. I think yeah. you've done good. Um, so he was a skater yeah, boy. He was a skater boy. And honestly, yeah. have I ever like you know just put on a Nickelback song for fun and been like, I want to listen to this? No, I haven't. Yeah, we I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah, but you know, no. if you're crying and you sitting Dude, back on the dashboard boo. confessional, or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if I'm I'm really in my feelings. This year's feelings record was definitely Phoebe Bridger's Punisher, where it was like, okay, I'm just gonna. Mine was old school Nickelback, Silver Side Up, bro. No shit. Is I'm that just playing. What, is that what the <laughs> no, I'll just called? play. The first one? Yeah, yeah. That was like the first, dude, believe it or not, that was like one of the first CDs I ever owned. It was that Smash Mouth and Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Oh, that's sick. Like, my first CD. That's how I, 90s I was. <laughs> mine, mine was a pretty similar uh, 90s option, <laughs> except for um, pretty tasteful, I must say. My first CD I ever owned was Will Smith, Big Willie style. Damn, that's pretty gangster. Pretty though. good. Um, my first like thing I piece of music I ever owned for myself was a, uh, a cassette of Hanson's first album that my neighbor made for me and um, you just were mbopping it i was mbopping it <laughs> actually yesterday's um yesterday's demo in my logic is done <laughs> fucking mbop don't stop so there you go um Dude. yeah i fucking love that shit i don't know the the records i listened to as a kid i listened to hansen all the time i listened to that will smith record i listened yeah. to which i also include so because will Ennium was also a great record but i also loved casey and the sunshine band's greatest hits that's what i listened to to go to sleep it was like Get down, get down, get down. <laughs> it was great. That's amazing. Sounds shit. like a good childhood. Yeah, my parents 
were nice, and they let me listen to good things. But they were really into like uh, like Soundgarden and Metallica and Salt yeah. And, I always really liked Soundgarden, you know, honestly. Like, yeah, they listened to a lot of like Dust or um, TLC, TLC, um, and uh, fucking. So they're out here chasing. Yeah. They're chasing waterfalls and shit out here. One thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they enjoyed. My parents are pretty young, you know, relative. Yeah, so are mine, so, honestly. Yeah, so they my had taste. That's cool. Yeah, how no, old's your dad? My dad's forty-eight, and I'm oh, twenty-eight. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool. He's pretty young. Yeah, young buck. He was out there just going for it. Oh um, yeah, he was. Slip one past the goalie, you know? You know, the devil's playground. <laughs> That's a fucking dropout king's there. joke, folks. Um, yes, is that is. what that song is about? Is how your dad had sex and then he had you? <laughs> nah, it's kind of like about a love triangle type oh, situation. Because, like, yeah, because, like, Pretty much, it's kind of like because it's me and Eddie on the track, and then and then Eliza Grace, and then so it's like oh, no two shit. dudes and a chick. Yeah, so we like oh, wow. you know kind of yeah because Cameron Mizell tracked vocals. Yeah, Cameron Mizell tracked vocals on the the new album, and then obviously like he's dating her, so like she was there, and I was like, damn, you're like really good. Let's do this track. <laughs> if you would like a song featuring Eliza Grace, you can go. To <laughs> yeah. <right> <laughs> She yeah. is really good. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. Super talented. And I'm also yeah, jealous really of her is. hair because I don't have any. Yo, her hair is But cool you have shit, great right? hair, too. You have quite the hairline as well. Thanks, bro. I'm looking I'm, at I take a lot of pride in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should. Appreciate it, man. There's also there's one gentleman in your band who, when I'm looking at the Spotify picture. Does he look like fucking Johnny Depp? Well, I'm going <laughs> to reference his neck. The guy on the bottom right, if I'm looking at it, he's just, he looks like. Is he like sitting? He li- yeah. He, like, he should I lift think it's Chucky. Because his neck is like 40 inches wide. <laughs> it's crazy. It's That's probably the cool. way he's I'm sitting, jealous. honestly. Probably. It's just the angle, but I'm just saying, like, I'm in there doing shrugs yeah, every day. Yeah, bottom right. Like, oh, wanna, dude, yeah. Like, He's the skinniest little fucker you'll ever meet, dog. (laughs) Yeah, like, he's really... Yeah, he's... It's legit just the way he's... His neck does look fucking big in this... I didn't even notice that. You're looking at it on your phone. I'm dead. That's so funny. Yeah, you should just zoom in on that and send it to him. Uh, Yeah, he probably weighs, like, 135 pounds. Like, he's a really skinny guy. That's pretty cool. For everyone listening, we were talking about weight before we started and the things that we would have to do to achieve the stature of being Conor McGregor. And I'm not saying in terms of being a good fighter because I don't think I would, uh, you know, be at the yeah, best that of guy's time crazy. or whatever the fuck you'd say about <laughs> that guy. But I'd have to lose 35 pounds and I ain't doing that because I fucking ate a Kit Kat and a Mounds bar last night, you bitch. Ooh, um, Mounds are fire. People so sleep good. on those. Yeah, people sleep. But I make my own like coconut macaroons for fun, just because they're so Ooh. good. And it's like the same shit. You get to have it at home, you know. Um, yeah. Is Glitch Gang the latest? What's there? No, I, I ain't. Yeah, Glitch. Yeah, yeah. Glitch Gang's the latest album. There's like an EP, and then the newest track is I Ain't Depressed. Oh, you just started oh, hearing wow. yourself. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, oh, wow. No, that's sick. Okay, so you guys really focus on singles and shorter um, releases. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it's a move for us. Yeah, I think it's a move for most people. Yeah, 
to be honest. It, I mean, there's, I mean, the it, it's the weird thing about metal is like it's still very album oriented. You need it. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, but like honestly, seventy percent of my clients are like hip hop people, and I just see how effective it just. Just taking Spotify and how it operates alone, like that's what they want you to do. Because like people need to realize, like Spotify is look at it as a social media platform for musicians, like more so than like MySpace. You know, they want you to collaborate with other artists. They want you to put out content frequently. You know, and it's just one of those things where if you treat it as such and you play, you know, quote unquote, the game. Like you will do well and you will see growth, you know, and it's just, you know, if you're really trying to do this as a thing, like I think collaboration is stupid. I don't think you should try to work with the system. I think what you should do is just complain a lot and then just stay by yourself (laughs) and fucking piss corner and act like an (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy how like, you know, and people always because, you know, we're not just collaborating with like these massive bands and stuff like, you know, we're doing guest features all the time and like. You know, it's just, I, I mean, fuck, that's how I found out about Franz, honestly, it was like, he, I just heard him on a ton of fucking features, and I'm like, this guy's on everything, like, I, what is their band, you know, and I feel like yeah. it's kind of doing a similar thing, and like, it, people appreciate it, you know, and I'm like, dude, if one person well, extra smart. can, like, yeah, yeah, thanks, bro, you know, I mean, I just feel like I'm bored anyways, <laughs> you know? You know, like, and the other thing fuck. is, say, you're, you know, you know, looking from the perspective of you or I, right, if we wanted to collaborate on lots of music, worst case scenario, which we should, <laughs> worst case scenario, someone offered you a song and they're like, yo, want to hop on the song with me? And the song sucks. You just fucking say no. But what's the worst exactly. thing that's going to happen from you saying yes to singing on a good song? Yeah, what's the worst thing that's right. going to happen? People are going to like it. Might People yeah. might go, oh, who is this person? Who is a yeah. tuck? I'm right. going to go listen like, to this other band. Yeah. Oh, he has two bands? Oh, I'm going to listen. It, people are fucking annoying when they talk about that kind of shit. And they're like, yeah. oh, I don't know if it's really you know for me. The only time that I really understand is those friends of mine who i know are like real artists and they're like i just have a lot of trouble singing on anything that's not my own unless it's like i get that yeah no i i can understand that does tom york from radiohead need to sing on a bunch of other people's stuff absolutely no. not he's tom york from radiohead <laughs> yeah he whatever he wants 100 you know everyone's journey is a little yeah and everyone's journey is a little different you know like everybody's path to success is very unique you know it's just sometimes things that work for one person is not going to work for you like you know people try to be the cool guy but you know like sometimes the cool guy doesn't work tell you're the cool guy you know like you got to be the cool guy first so yeah absolutely And, and you know one of the things that comes with the collaborations too is just like in essence like you know i look back at a time when we had like you know jake lures on a song or something like that and one, not only does that help us when people who are interested in Jake then hear our band or people that, you know, maybe wouldn't have given our t- our band the time of day did because of seeing his name on it. But <clears throat> you don't have to limit yourself either where it seems like no. you do it very frequently where, like, I don't, you could have a whole record with collaborations. It doesn't matter. I mean, hip-hop artists have songs with multiple collaborations totally. on one song. Totally. And I'm curious yeah. to see if rock takes that path where it starts to have, like... <laughs> You know, could you have one song that's, you know, yeah. super collaborative, you know, with three different singers on yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I just did one for this band called Front Street. They're like this Netherlands new metal band. And then they had this guy, Tommy, from this band, Jinx, who's like from oh, New yeah, York. From yeah, yeah, yeah. We all just did a song together. And I mean, dude, it was cool. You know, I mean, I feel like people are more open. To, and I mean, dude, like the whole MGK thing, like it is bringing rock back. Like all of these rappers are starting bands like Lil Lotus. He has like, if I die first, you know, like mm -hmm. it's all coming back, you know, and that's, that's how trends are, you know? And it's like, I can see it now, you know, it's like, it's gonna, you know, rock is gonna continue to grow and grow and grow bigger and bigger, especially pop punk. You know, I mean, it's always kind of been in that mainstream realm for the most part, but you know, like, the, I like some people get upset by this shit. And I'm just like, dude, I love it. You know, it's making everything more normalized, you know, and like more widely accepted. And like, we yeah. need that. You Travis know, Travis Barker was on 5,000 songs this year. Um, that's and, insane. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know, actually know how many, but I feel like every song ever had him on it. Um, from like, <laughs> yeah. to like fucking, you know, Machine Gun Kelly. But so I finally, and Suicide watched, Boys. Yep. Yeah, he's done a ton of shit this year, and Fever, 333. Yeah. But I uh, just finally watched a Machine Gun Kelly video yesterday, um, and I hadn't listened to Which any one? of the album. Maybe Downfall something? Yeah. And Downfall High? Something. Oh, yeah, that one. Bad, I, bad, bad, I bad, think bad. that was it, and Travis was in it. You know, the only comment mm -hmm. I'll make about because the song was catchy, and I think that one thing that's really encouraging about Machine Gun Kelly is to show everyone that you don't have to have the most insane singing range or voice. Bro. You have to have a recognizable voice, which is one thing yes. that I constantly preach on here, which is be yourself because people who your favorites, whether it's anything, especially the big greats from the scene, if I'm thinking Anthony Green, I'm thinking Dustin Kenser, I'm thinking, you know, fucking uh cove reber you're thinking um the starting line or any of these bands bands that i really loved and a lot of it carries on they only sounded like them you know daryl palumbo from Glass exactly only sounds like daryl palumbo from mm -hmm. Glass nobody totally. else can sound like him without trying to sound like him afi all these fucking bands yeah so machine Gun kelly one has a really recognizable voice but his songs mm -hmm. are just catchy and he's not using yeah. this crazy range so to no. show you to just focus on the song and yeah. stop bro i always try to tell this to people i'm like i run this test like even pretty much it's every client i have it's like who the fuck do you think the most popular superhero is like me who do i yeah. think it is uh, yeah yeah batman bro yeah so pretty much almost everyone either says batman or superman which is understandable but think about this batman is an orphaned billionaire who lives in a cave you can't relate to that guy. Spot, uh, Superman is a fucking alien weak to fucking kryptonite, and that doesn't even fucking exist, and pretty much nothing can kill this dude. But the actual most popular superhero is Spider-Man because Peter Parker is a normal-ass dude. You know, he gets zero pussy. You know, he's a nerd. Like, he's just fucking going yeah. through his life, like, normal as a motherfucker. You know, like, people can... They can get behind that, you know, and like I try to re like, you know, a lot of people are trying to be like hella different. Like sometimes you just got to, in a sense, be relatable to everyone else, but have your own story behind it. You know, your own perspective, because once you have that, everything else just looks like a copycat. You well, know, all you got is you.
Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And that's why I think some people are doing really well on Twitch right now is because they're, you know, whether, you know, they have their individual story, but I think as long as you are are relatable or trying to be relatable and being an enjoyable personality to be involved. Yeah. People right. just want to like watch you eat cereal and talk to you. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. About yeah. You guys, because like, it humanizes you. you and know? that's the most like, important part. I think that, because, you know, dating back to when you said, you know, having moments of imposter syndrome and stuff like that. When I first joined my band, because, you know, they were already signed and my first official tour with the band is Warp Tour and stuff like that. And I'm like, the fuck is this? This is so weird. Yeah, And right. I had complete imposter syndrome. But then, you know, a couple years down the road, I really just had this day where I woke up and I was like, so I'm just going to, like, be me, like, 24-7 yeah. and stop worrying about mm-hmm. everything. Dude, that's, and that's and cool, bro. It helps like, so much. Like, yeah, I, I respect that a lot, honestly, because it really does, it takes a lot of, it, dude, it just takes that mindset that not a lot of people have just to, like, come to terms with that and realize, yeah, this is actually the path of least resistance, and I've been fighting it this whole time, you know, like, why? Yeah, no, you the, know, the it's fun way I try to relate it to myself, I guess, is it's me just being stuck on the stage and always looking at that cool thing that I could climb and that yeah. like person's <laughs> drink I could steal. Uh-huh. And then and not doing it versus the guy who's up there who already climbed it and is already yeah. doing whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. And like Jason Butler's yeah. fucking up there with his fucking you one know, of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite things is when like I leave a show and like my manager was there that night and he was like, "Yeah, you were doing that thing," and I was like, "Yeah, I thought he might die," and then I was like, "Good, I did my job today." You know, because like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what makes me feel like. Yeah, like, um, yeah, you delivered. You know, they're like, "This guy could have died. It was awesome." You're like, "Yeah." Yay! Well, <laughs> you know, and it's it's just, that's part of my persona but it's a genuine uh (laughs) reflection of what who i i guess when i feel like i am on stage and i'm my own little superman or whatever it's like okay for these next 40 minutes nobody can fuck with me i can do whatever i want there's no rules go you know and that's when you really see a side of yourself where you're like all right how comfortable can we get and that's why i love it so much that's why i loved musical theater yeah does it ever yeah does it ever not feel like you when you're up there like sometimes yeah. i black oh, out yeah. and i'm like that wasn't even like me like it's so weird bro well that was my favorite part of musical theater when i was young because when i was trying to find myself in middle school high school time you know and figure mm-hmm. out who i really wanted to be and you know i was always just after this pursuit of you know acting and music and singing and dancing and bands and shit where every night having that sweet relief of being able to be someone else was really nice. And when you spend a lot of time trying to be someone else, it makes you Mm -hmm. appreciate parts of yourself as well. Yeah, I mean, and that's a really insightful sentiment, I think, that, you know, and I I feel like a lot of actors relate to the, and, you know, just performers in general, you know. I feel like, yeah, it makes you appreciate you, you know, because – Right, you know, like you're so focused on being other people, it really shows you, like, you know what, I am cool, you know, I feel good about me, you know, like. And being you can be having it all in a sense of like 
for myself, you know, I want, I look a certain way, right? Like I look like a fucking meathead, but on the inside, I fucking dance like a ballerina. Like I'm not, Yeah. And that's a not, cool dynamic. <laughs> yeah. And, but that, and you have to be able to like feel comfortable letting 100%. all sides of you out. Like don't yes. be paranoid about it. And that's what, one of the cool things I love about tour and talking to people is just, I when agree you do have that. that time to sit down and talk with mm-hmm. people after the show and they're like, yeah. oh, you're just hanging out. And I'm like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck else am I going to do? Yeah, I know. Like, I, dude, same, bro. <laughs> My thing too is every the, one of the first things everyone says to me, I thought you'd be taller. Oh, like, that's one thousand percent nicer. Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, I thought <laughs> you mean were." Us? Mine, yeah, mine is just always, "Oh, I thought you'd, be, I thought you were way bigger." You know? Yeah, I thought you were way tall. I'm nah, like, dude, what? I'm short. You just you got know? that big guy presence, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Well, it's the angles um, and the muscles. Yeah, and, facts. You know, they you know, see you in the person. Weird. They're like, "Oh, your biceps yeah. aren't that big, dude. You're a short person." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh man, that's not fair." Yeah, yeah. It's like, I trust me. If I could be, you know, six foot, I, I would be. All I ever wanted was 5'11", you know? Dude, that's I, honestly I would have been fine dude. with that, you know? Yeah, but, we're literally the same height. We're literally the same exact height. <sighs> well, yeah. you know, there, a lot of, there's a lot of short people who are really, really, really successful, and I think there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Napoleon, dude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. I don't want to be like Napoleon, but nah, uh, nah, he was a dick. It would be cool to like have an elephant that I could ride, though. That would be pretty chill. That would be yeah. So are you? Taking- I now decree. <laughs> <laughs> are you taking clients right now for working? Oh hell yeah! Uh, more PR stuff. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you in regards? To- yeah, I mean, man, I you can go to my website pushdigitalmarketing.com. Um, uh, you can reach me directly. You know, we have uh, Instagram, Facebook. Just look it up. It'll come up. And then uh, you can message me directly, too. I have a lot of people do that. It's uh, Adam underscore Ramey on Instagram. Uh, just look up Adam Ramey on Facebook, R-A-M-E-Y. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the easiest way. And I'm pretty much always – I'm like Seven Eleven, man. I'm always fucking open. That's awesome. That's great. That's the way to be. Um you know, I think getting to uh, work with as many clients as possible, I'm sure, has been very helpful for building a business during this time period. Absolutely. I appreciate your hustle and how hard you've been going. Thank man. you, I man. Think, you too, bro. You know, we were able to find, uh, you know, a kindred spirit in each other. And I know Jeff right. felt the same when it was like, all right, like these guys are doing some shit. And, you know, it's because that it is one of those time periods where I totally respect everyone that started doing something and stopped. Because it was yeah. like, I, I definitely had multiple times where I was like, okay, I'm feeling depressed and my fire's out and I'm fucking hurting, but fuck. Yeah, you know? it's hard. And that's the, the part of having someone around you that isn't, that doesn't pander and you just get things done. Because once, for instance, once the business is up and things are moving, you're already, you're like 90% there. You just have yeah. to keep it moving and keep working every day yeah. because you did the hard part, which is starting a new. Doing it. You know, yeah. most people yeah. just don't, they don't want to try anything. They go, well, I could yep. make my own business or, you know, maybe I'll just accept the job where I get the, the hourly wage because at least then I know mm-hmm. something's coming. Take a chance on yourself, people out there. Everyone yeah, that's man. listening, fucking take a moment and value yourself yeah. and be like, you know, I'm fucking, worth my dreams. I'm worth doing totally. what I want. Yeah, and that's really what it is. You know, it's like 
I'm I'm mad at myself in a way like that I really just kind of took it in the ass for a while and like didn't you know like go out and execute things but you know that's my story you know and and honestly it's timing I feel like it was meant to happen it's just I mean I thought my job was safe it turns out it wasn't you know what I mean and like my new business is actually safer for me than that was so and I'm happy, you know, and I feel like as no long as you have that, like, would close. That fuck crazy. no, I I mean, God no, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, obstacle becomes a path, man. That's like a big one. The path, I feel like out now. Yeah, my fit for the yeah, kings. Yeah, the path. Go listen Straight to up, it, bro. you fuck. Now I know fit everyone that's listening out, to bro. this show likes my band. I know. That. Yeah, I don't have I would to hope. pretend like they. And if if you're listening <laughs> to the show and you don't like the path, but you like my band, I don't know. We got beef. I got a problem with you. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> dude, that's it's really incredible to see what you've accomplished for yourself so far this year. Likewise, and bro. To just fucking keep it moving because we need I more people like that. that around each other. And fucking I know I definitely truly. have my days where I you know need a positive outlook, and then Same, you, know, you get dude. someone like you around. And it's like fuck yeah, okay, we're gonna keep it moving. Yeah, um, nah, I agree. I appreciate that though, man. For course, real, man. I feel the same way about you, bro. I mean, it's really inspiring everything you guys have done and yourself and. You know, what you and Jeff have created together. I mean, you know, I'm sure people have maybe even had the idea of what you guys did in their brain and just never did it. And you guys did it. Well, you know what I mean? It's funny you say that because I had cool. one buddy that we were consulting with, you know, at a period of time. And they were like, you know, I've I had to talk to you about this because I've heard a lot of people talk about wanting to do something like this, but no one's ever mm-hmm. actually done it. And you guys actually did it. And we're like, yeah. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but the easiest and best part about that was community cooperation, which yeah, when you, every day when you get up and you go to work and you're a nice person and you try to talk to people and you do, you scratch somebody's back and you help them out or you sit and you have lunch with somebody and you talk to them. You never think, hey, years down the road, I may put together this business idea and I need some help from people. And right, take dude. that mindset every day. <laughs> this isn't just a, well, I, I need something yeah. out of somebody right now, so I'm going to be nice. Right. right. No, learn how to be fucking nice every day, you fucking prick. Yes. Facts, bro. And Freak. yeah, Freak. it's just, it ends up helping in the long run because when, you know, we went to build the business, it was just friends being friends and being yeah. willing to give it a shot. And it seems like you've done a similar thing with your business where people liked you and they were able to trust you and they said, all right, mm-hmm. well, let's try this out. And then, you know, you get good reviews. It's like fucking Yelp, man. It's like anything. It's, you just, yeah, you know, dude. when you get negative reviews, people don't want to fuck it's with you. And get hurt. Take out yeah. from you. Um, but exactly. So what's next? Nah, for the band? Like- what do you guys do next? Uh, we're just, you know, fucking working on a couple singles. We got a couple deals on the table. We're kind of looking at that and, you know, just really trying to try, you know, collaborate with other people and keep creating, keep people interested, you know, just trying to keep the material coming and just growing as, you know, people. And it's been, it's been cool. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of just. We're waiting for tours to come back. We have a whole fucking album we haven't even played live yet. So it's just, you know, just fucking hanging out, trying to crank out some more tunes. And yeah, it's pretty much it, man. 
Fuck yeah. I'm ready to yeah. hear some more, man. I'm glad to see y'all are keeping busy. Thanks, bro. Everything. Yeah. Um, what are you guys up to? Dude, not too much, man. You know, it's an interesting time period for our band. Really? We put out the record, and we did music videos, and we did the Twitch live stream, and, you know, we put out... You know, I think despite the situation, we had a pretty solid 2020 Yeah. in terms of, you know, making more people aware of the band. We went up. Yeah. There, I know, mean, you guys hit a million monthly listeners. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, yeah. and it stayed pretty it's amazing. Consistent. I think it's at like 930 right wow. now or something That's like that. That's still ridiculous. So you know, not, <laughs> That's tight. Yeah, pretty good. And And, you know, I think that for us, it's one of those things where we're like, we have some plans, some things I can't talk about, which yeah, they, it they, it is a semi-collaborative to some extent, you know. So it may have to do. I'll tell you off the air what we're doing. Yeah, and um, it's gonna be fun. Um, you know, we've got some ideas to carry us through until hopefully touring returns. But I know we're Good. all missing it a lot. It's just yeah, when it, sucks. it be, yeah, I mean, you know, and I think a, a lot of people out there, it's it was one of those things where you you think about what it's like to not work like generally I'll be home for a month and a half and by the yeah, time that too. month and a half is up I'm like, "All right, man, I'm ready to go back to fucking work." Yeah, no, no, that's kind of how I feel too, dude. <laughs> you take something away from me for 10 months. I'm yeah. going to love it like I never oh. loved it before. I'm in a like every night is gonna get one thousand percent effort, no matter what. Yeah, like, I'm popping bottles of champagne every night because yeah. we. I want something new to celebrate. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. like small victories, bro. Absolutely. I mean, man. even just getting to hang out with your girl more and stuff. You know, I'm like getting to hang out with my fucking dogs. That was the stuff. one perk like, about this whole thing was being yeah and having a normal relationship because totally, we, had never, we had never had that. You know, I've toured nah, as long same. as I've been with my fiance. <laughs> yeah. And right. uh, she had never been used to having me home for more than you know, right. two months or three months, and yeah, now and that's bless her for like Christmas time. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, bless girls that you know can do that for Absolutely. you know, and and in the guys that are with girls that are performers too, you know, yeah. just whatever, you know, it's just it's whatever. Like it for to be a significant other that yeah. you know can hold it down like that. I mean, it takes. A yeah. very different type of individual to, you know, come with the territory of that lifestyle. Being a partner to anyone is difficult because people fucking suck, let alone being they a do. partner to someone that is, uh, you know, out on tour all the time. And, you know, yeah. luckily I think a lot of that comes with your camp and shit, too, where I don't think right. people uh, come and hang out with Fit for a King after and they're like, oh, man, I'm so surprised that there's not strippers and drugs and yeah. <laughs> all right tuck's really stoned everyone's playing super yeah. smash brothers yeah and, same. Uh, you know we're, like we're magic the on. gathering <laughs> yeah right you know <laughs> that's me <laughs> dude that's sick that my um best friends from home they play magic really hard and uh, dude I've, I've known how to play like a little bit but i want to actually get into it again because a lot of it's people play on tour fun. dude yeah no that's like i mean we started playing because we were like recording an album and there's a card shop next to us and we were bored as fuck and like we went and like this one of the dudes like gave us like some starter decks for magic and he was just like yeah I'll give it to you for free and then like before you know where they're like buying upgrades and shit and i'm like of course man this dude this dude drug dealered our ass he's like yeah first hits on me kids That's and awesome. just like bro now it's like oh. i love that shit it's so fun 
Man, so fucking, I can't remember, yesterday or Saturday? It was Saturday, man. I had this guy just screaming around my block for like two hours. You took my $400. You took fucking crackhead no. junkie fucking running around because I guess somebody on the block. I'm pretty, I think I know who it is now, which, you know, this is a no snitch zone, everybody. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, so didn't know you were a drug dealer. Now know you're a drug dealer. Uh, and, man, yeah. this kid is fucked up like you know when you see a real wild junkie it's like man you you are crooked like your body is contorting right now you need your yeah and they literally look like some people legit seem look act like possessed yeah and then when you see i feel like chemically taken away from it then it's like oh this is what this is like zombie apocalypse looking yeah because you right i'm like the zombie apocalypse has already happened it's here you know like just look around you yeah go to los angeles (laughs) um yeah man you like you get yeah dude walking in la you literally have to dodge piles of human shit just sitting in this on the sidewalk like in front of you which yeah, pooping is existing. healthy. I think uh, pooping is good. Yeah. I just don't think you should poop on the <laughs> yeah, sidewalk. No. You also yeah. shouldn't be put in a living situation where you're forced to poop on the yeah, sidewalk. Yeah, man. That's... But go listen to Dr. Drew after dark if you want to hear about his opinions <laughs> on the homeless situation in Los Angeles because Dr. it's awesome. <laughs> that's my fucking G right there. I love yeah, Dr. 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 Drew. Dude. That's a, legitimately for everyone listening. That's one of my Yo, favorite podcasts to listen to. Doctor Drew After Dark. It's with him and Christina Krasitsky. Yeah, he's the one that did Celebrity Rehab, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Dude, yeah. You know, it's funny. Is like we did that tour with that with Crazy Town and like oh, Seth. Yeah. Well, yeah, Seth was really? on that show. Yeah, and no dude, way. Seth. It is hard to believe that he and he dude he talks about Doctor Drew like so much. He's like, dude, that guy saved my fucking life. Like, because that guy was a crazy crackhead. Yeah, he was like, dude, that it's hard to believe knowing him now that any of that shit was a thing. Because he's like the nicest fucking guy, and like just getting to talk to him, like, yo, what does it feel like to have a number one song like literally in the fucking world like what was that like and he was like bro we were fucking new metal band like you guys like playing heavy shit like with rap and then like you know we made this fucking song and like dude it just blows up you know and dude this guy like will i am like credits like shifty to like bringing him to rap battles and like helping him get into rap and like he's homies with him like he knows everyone and he's like the nicest guy like just his stories i'm no like shit. oh what? yeah he's cool as shit that must bro. have been a crazy that's a, that's a, to do yeah, yeah. it was you, that's a guy you should get on one day because he's got some fucking stories bro it's yeah. crazy did you he's ever awesome. watch that show when it originally aired when he was on? yeah i did i did yeah. and that's why i was so tripped out like getting the tour with him and i'm like god i love that song I've when I was a little you kid. Climb too. roofs before and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like I watched you take out on rehab and shit. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's just, it's just crazy, you know. And yeah. and I'm a wrestling fan too. And I was like, dude, you're on that one season with like China and shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, he was really an interesting character and it's great to yeah. see that person's been able to maintain sobriety and get their life dude i know it's honestly he was literally like one of the most inspiring fucking people ever that like i've met on the road and shit like it was <laughs> he's cool as yeah. fuck i can't say enough good shit about that guy no shit 
Yeah. If you want to learn shit about Dr. Drew, hear some Dr. Drew stories. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard he's got a really big dong. And, you know, if you want to hear about Dr. Drew and his wife do butt sex, then go listen to Dr. Drew. Fuck off. Is that real? Dr. Drew fucking busts nuts. Dr. Drew is bum. Dr. Drew does butt stuff with his wife. It's awesome. These are facts, folks. Go listen to Dr. Drew After Dark. It is the funniest shit you've never heard. It is the best podcast. Like I'm going to listen to that. (laughs) You know, just long story short, so I I listened to your mom's house, which is Tom Segura and Christina. Oh, I love your mom's house. Yeah. So Dr. Drew After Dark is also a part of the YMH Studios Club, and it's Dr. Drew and Christina P., and they just talk about life stuff. He answers questions from people, and and he talks about even uh, one thing that's really helped me get through COVID: listening to Doctor Drew because he's a fucking doctor, and I appreciate his opinion. But if you also want to hear funny things about poop, white stuff, doing butt stuff, how Doctor Drew is hung, um, and <laughs> you know, I'm not hearing even see, clown I'm posse so say surprised. that Doctor Drew fucks. Um, Wait, yeah. what? Because yeah. <laughs> so, like, the YMH fan base is so Wait. deep where, like, they'll be watching. What? They'll send in, like, questions to, like, the Insane Clown Posse podcast oh and on recording God. get them to say stuff about, that like, you know, Dr. Drew's dick and shit like that. Just weird. Because yes. they'll, they'll attack Garth Brooks on the daily. They do wild <laughs> shit with the YMH fan base. And, Garth you know, Brooks. if you're a real mommy, that's what you do do like you go after it tit for tat and it's a beautiful thing um yeah go listen to that show people i'm just gonna do advertisements for other shows while i'm doing my (laughs) show because that's someday i'll be on tv or do or not on tv but do like a do youtube youtube is tv bro fuck needs to be on tv anymore do you smoke joints a lot i smoke spliffs all the time that's my thing. oh okay yeah i got these fucking my homie's got this chop king size rolling paper company i should send you some of that shit dude holler at me yeah i'll try some shit yeah. i smoke raw yeah. all the time that's my thing you know yeah. I, I become very particular and habitual so like i'm yeah one, i should say i but yeah i have bad habits i smoke a lot of fucking yeah. pot. but um i also really love nicotine and i'm very addicted to it yeah so dude spliffs i'm just a fucking spliff guy man yeah well, yeah i think yeah. they're great in europe that's all they smoke yeah, so I think maybe that's why I sometimes get along with Europeans is they're like, oh, you yeah. do this? are you doing this for me or are you doing this for fun? I'm like, I'm doing this yeah. because this is life. So people I, don't, yeah. I mean, people don't realize like tobacco and weed actually go together really fucking well. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. If you ever put coffee and hot chocolate together? Yeah, dead ass. Fantastic. Well, that's actually yeah. a good comparison. <laughs> good shit. <laughs> you know, it's like two awesome things in one package. Yeah. You know, it's fucking, I love it. Don't smoke nicotine, kids. Don't do tobacco. Don't, it's just, it's a terrible, that is the worst, most addictive shit ever. As I hit a jewel. (laughs) Dude, well, that's, uh, you know, I've had times, the only time I'm ever ever able to quit, honestly, is when I go on tour. Um, yeah, because, what because then you have to. <laughs> well, you know, my band is really cool and let me, you know, do whatever I want, and you know, which is nice because all I really do is smoke spliffs, and you know, I'm I'm that guy who say we're all you know stopping somewhere to eat, and you only have thirty minutes. 
I eat yeah. for 20 minutes and then I go smoke and then I'm done by the time everyone's trying to get in the van. Like, I'm not that asshole who's like, no, you have to wait. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate lazy stoners. I'm not a lazy yeah, stoner. Yeah, bro, I, I know. I'm like, I'm the same fucking way. I'm like, yo, if you're lazy and you smoke weed, like, you're, and you, like, if you're lazy when you smoke weed, you're honestly probably lazy before you smoke no, weed. No, I'm a walking tornado you know? and that's why I yeah. smoke weed. Um, same. So it's, you know it's just a different kind of thing and they you know once because when i first joined the band i didn't smoke at all for like a year around them um and then when i finally did once when we were in denver they were like oh this is what it's like and i was like yeah and they were like oh you're way calmer and i was like yeah that was the fucking point man like I, you know, <laughs> yeah i'm way more enjoyable this yeah. way and then they're like, like oh, my coffee. Okay. like you know i wake up i make my coffee i hit a couple dabs and then i go about my day you know like i'm not dab. stressing about dumb shit dude yeah. just you gotta take it in small dose i like it because it kind of gets to the fucking point but like i've i like flour the most but like now that yeah. we have this like it's like a dab rig that it's like a emailed thing but like oh, all cool. you really yeah you just press a button and it fucking heats it up and then you like put the shit in there's no torch or any of that shit that's the thing it's i don't like want to really feel like easy. a crackhead i don't want to use yeah yeah you, shit. <laughs> i don't want to you know that just kind of that takes away yeah. all the, what i always had in my head which is more the fucking marley smoking a spliff man i want to fucking chill yeah, out i feel that but yeah. dabs are sick when i do smoke a dab every once again but that's why i don't like yeah. a rig or nothing if i'm at a friend's house and they're like hey would you like to do this I'm like, yeah i'll go to the moon whatever that's cool yeah but, we'll come uh, back eventually yeah yeah that's nice um man today's episode all over the place dr drew truly you know, busting <laughs> loads talking yeah. about pot talking about marketing talking about trap yeah. shit pretending to be franz we really touched on Absolutely. a lot of shit today. It was pretty important. Yeah. Thank you. I, you know. Oh, thank you. I hope one day he hears it. You know. He will. He maybe. will. I don't know. <laughs> I'll send it. I'm to not him. on that radar <laughs> yet. Yeah, I'll I'll send you like just a sound clip. I'll like put out <laughs> yeah. a section of me interpreting. He'll it probably be like, "When did you get this recording of me?" Give me a signal. I just can't do the lows. Uh, I can't do. Bro. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> That shit has me so. <laughs> I didn't have it. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I need so to learn some songs point. and do covers. Oh I should do a cover. God. That's what Dude, I should you should do. do. That is what you should Wear do. Wear a wig and everything. Does he have hair? Yeah. Or does he not have hair anymore? He shaved he his, his head. head. Yeah. He shaved his head. Yeah, oh, he Sharpie my head or some shit. Bro. Yeah. He'll That'd probably be fucking. Cool. He'll think that's hilarious, bro. I could do it. This will be fun. I'm in it now, dude. Now we, now I got it. See, we got some great ideas that spawned out of today's episode. <laughs> yeah. But all right, dude. All right. <laughs> We've touched on just about everything. Where can people Fuck link yeah. up with you again? It's Adam Ramey. Adam yeah. underscore Ramey At- or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam underscore Ramey on Instagram. Adam Ramey on Facebook. Uh, Twitter's Adam Ramey eight ninety nine, and then uh, pushdigitalmarketing dot com. If you ever wanted to scope the shit, or just reach out to me directly. Fuck yeah. All right, man. Well, hold on one second, and I will properly say goodbye to you off the air. But thank you very much for coming on the show today, and I hope you had a good time getting tucked, buddy. You too, brother. Oh, I got tucked hard. Oh, yeah. All right. That was the show. 
All right, everybody, thank you for joining me today. We are off to a good start this week. I always love a funny episode. We got a little bit of knowledge for everyone today. I hope you got to pick up some new marketing skills and a funny story about nose clams, which I always enjoy. So I will see you all later this week. I love you. I think you're great. There will be another episode out on Thursday. And as always, get talked!
Yes, we're out there, everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together, we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!